just jumped off the phone with the 17th eliminated contestant, the fifth member of the jury, Sarah. She was the drowning cat that Jericho didn't want to jump in and save because he feared that he would drown as well. Uh, pretty <laughs> full-on analogy, but uh, that was Sarah. She copped the heat from Michelle uh, at the Tessa vote where Luke, Jericho and Sarah managed to pull off a massive move voting Tessa out with only three votes out of nine. And Michelle was not too happy about it and the heat all went on to Sarah. Michelle flipped across to that original summer tower. Goodbye, Sarah. Definitely a fan favourite, I'd say. She played. Uh, she had plenty of options the whole way. She was making big moves or she was choosing not to make big moves. She always had sort of that option. She was always in a good spot uh, until she wasn't. And she unfortunately um, copped the wrath of, a, of an angry Michelle. But she played super well. I think she, she said that was the only style of game she could have played. She was lying a lot. She was uh, making lots of friends. But I think, uh, I think it, it seemed to work out very, very well. Here he is, Sarah. Hello there, Adam. Hello there, Sarah. You were the drowning Hello. cat last night, and Jericho didn't want to jump I in and save you. Drowning cat. Honestly, <laughs> I I so get it. I, I'm not a lo- I'm not a very loyal person, so I'm. Um, if I saw a drowning cat out on Survivor, I'm not sure I would have saved it, and I really was. So good on Jericho. I was a drowning cat. <laughs> so, we, did you know that um, it was you? Because as a viewer, we thought uh, there was definitely a bit of uh, up in the air, but it, it was seven one in the end. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah, no, I definitely did see the writing on the wall. It was, um, there's not a lot uh, you can do when the numbers really come at you mm. uh, full blown. And and my defense to it pretty much was to uh, get Luke, Lockie, uh, Ziggy and, and maybe Tara and Jericho on side. Uh, well, but really it was Luke, Lockie and Ziggy. I said, we're all very visual threats. We're all targets. We need mm. to stick together. Otherwise, we're lined up to be taken out one by one. So, and that's all I could really say that that was the only pitch that I had, and I just had to hope that people believed me. But with the game that I played, like you know, you never knew when I was lying, when I was telling the truth, and I just <laughs> told one too many lies. I think. <laughs> no, that's good. I got so many uh, questions to ask, but that KFC alliance that you're, that is the looking at it, the four strong players. I know, and I was the only one on that table that actually bloody believed that it would pull through, but. Mm. Um, yeah, I think uh, for Lockie, he he was very focused on the numbers uh, of of Asanga versus Samatau. But yeah. the thing is, I I didn't think that in the next few votes it would be about Asanga versus Samatau. I really think that people were thinking about who they were going to sit next to at the end of the at the end of the day. And I think in in that scenario, it's not Asanga versus Samatau. It's uh, targets versus under the radar players. And yeah. As much as under the radar plays is a totally uh, valid game, I really needed to stick with um, the the known targets um, and and just just hope that um, that we could stick together and we would battle it out eventually. But we just I I didn't want another Christie 2.0 yeah. where um, <laughs> an under the radar just just watch the yeah. big dogs eat themselves. So that was my pitch, and unfortunately, Lockie went Summertown strong. Oh well, yeah, Summertown strong. But yeah. if he'd have got rid of, gotten rid of Michelle, he could have still kept this Summertown number. Yeah, so, exactly. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think it, it makes all this. It seems like the uh, Asanga Summertail went right out the window with Jared going first, even though it was 8 4 and then Adelaide. Uh, I know. I think and it's I, gone. I do understand. Like, we, we were only. Asanga was only four members. And, mm. and at this point in the game, we'd gone from being doubled in the numbers, like, you mm. know. 
oh, I can't do the math in my brain fried <laughs> from Survivor. But they, they would double us, and we managed yeah. to win, uh, dwindle them down to be exactly even. Yeah, so I exactly. think at that point, Lockie was paranoid that that uh, the, a song of four were going to take it to the end. And maybe we would have, but... You know, if that's why I offered up Michelle to kind of give him that uh, sense of security. But you know, every player has to play their own game out there, and yeah. I totally respect that. No, that sounds that sounds great, and I'd say that now the the remaining KFC guys, Luke, Lockie, Z, they're probably yeah, they're probably in trouble. Know, it's I been know, five five big players I hope gone. Their fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Were you surprised yeah. to see Ziggy play the idol? As a viewer, I was surprised to see it, but uh, maybe there was more yeah. to it than what we saw. Um, I think that's. That's kind of what I love about the show as well, the paranoia. Like, you are mm. starving, you are sleep-deprived, you are paranoid. And I think, like you've seen the last few tribals, um, you know, there's... there's like, And it, it happened many times to Ziggy in the last few tribals. She thought she knew what was going on, mm. and then some random person got sent <laughs> home. And I think she just was like, holy hell, I don't know. Like, I'm a target. I don't know if people are not telling me about my name. I'm mm. just going to play it because the paranoia is that strong out there that I, I, I can kind of get it. It's just unfortunate that it was a little bit in vain, but I, I so get it. Yeah, I can. she didn't win an individual immunity. She was a, obviously a massive individual challenge threat, massive so I can threat. sort of see that. Yep, yep, yep. We saw what happened to Henry, so she's maybe thinking, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> She'd I know, I know, I know. This is why I'm like, stick with me, girl. We're both tired. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, Matt, uh, I'm going to give you massive, massive props, or as Luke would say, mad respect. Um, pretty <laughs> much, mad respect. Pretty much since the start, you've either been either, you've either been making a big move or you've had, sort of had the option to make the big move and chose not yeah, to. So I'm yeah. thinking, Mark, um, you you uh, you had the option to go with sort of Luke and Jericho and save Mark, but you chose not to. You had yeah. the, um, Jackie, uh, you yeah. had a crack at Luke. So how did you sort of get into this position that you know you were either always making the big move or chose not to? Yeah. Well, this is the thing. I uh, this is a game I wanted to play. I knew um, it was a social game that would carry me through, and I really it was all about positioning for me. And I know that in modern Survivor, there's a million different bloody twists and turns and yeah. idols, and you've got to be able to be flexible. And as much as loyalty and alliances are a beautiful thing, and I love seeing when they work out, if you have an awareness of the game, you've you've got to know that there's a twist coming, and it doesn't always go your way. So. Um, that's why I wanted to spread out those alliances as much as I can. And it is risky, but it got me to this point in the game and it mm. allowed me to move, maneuver those twists and, and keep those relationships for as long as I did. And, um, yeah, I, I, I just, I, this is why I don't have a regret for the game I played because I do think it's the only game that I could have played. And, um, it was all about positioning, uh, in the game, and and I think I did, I think I did that okay up until the Michelle slash test vote. <laughs> so I guess uh, on that Michelle slash test vote, was it any way to have brought Michelle in? I think it was a ballsy move to go yeah. with three three votes. Yeah. Well, so this is the thing. Um, uh, people out there were very uh, fixated on uh, massive targets like Lockie, but in my the way I perceived the game is a. a a threat that everyone sees as a threat isn't actually a threat because mm. you don't have to argue too hard to get rid of them. Mm. But it's much harder to argue why you should get rid of an under-the-radar player and, and people question your motivations. So that vote, Tess and Lockie were going for each other. And, and this was the, probably the one and only chance where me, Luke, Jericho and, and, and Michelle um, had the chance to 
to vote someone out, even though we didn't have majority. Mm-hmm. Um, we only had three votes, and we got Tessa out. And she's Phenomenal. an amazing player, and and was a massive dark horse that no one saw coming. And it was actually Luke that um, that totally saw that. I wasn't seeing it at all. I was ready to vote out Lockie, and then me and Luke had the conversation. I thought about it, and I was like, bloody hell, this is our only chance to get rid of Tess. She can pull numbers from anywhere. She's got mm. Samatow relationship. She's got the relationship with Michelle. And the reason we didn't tell Michelle is because Michelle and Tess were very close after Champagne Alliance, and we just didn't want to risk uh, this opportunity to get rid of Tess out by telling Michelle because... And, and I've spoken to Michelle post-show, and she says that she would have told um, Tess. Well, there you, know, you go. Had we, <laughs> yeah. had we, so, so, exactly. So, and in that case, then Tess and Lockie would have gotten together, and they would have uh, voted me out. So, yeah. um, it was, to me, it was a calculated risk, and it was a gamble, and it didn't pay off, but... I I do stand by it. I don't, I don't know if that makes me stubborn, but nah, I do stand, stand by, by it. <laughs> how come um, How come you cop the heat when it was sort of Luke um, pulling uh, the strings? My game is my game is the reason why I cop the heat. I was a massive player of all sides. I lied every two sec- every, every five seconds. But <laughs> Luke did have that that loyalty. He wasn't working really with anyone else. He he was loyal to Core Four. So yeah. I think Michelle thought if. You know, and I was coming up with ideas every five seconds. Like, Michelle, I really was telling Michelle everything that was going on in my head. So I think she just thought it was another one of my plots mm-hmm. that she I'm getting too complicated for her and she just didn't have time for my style of game anymore. And, and you know what? Fair enough. I do think everyone's got to play their own game and what makes what they think will take them to the end. And 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 I and I actually admire the commitment. I think, you know, we did, we left her out and she's, you know, She's a trailblazing it now. She's <laughs> Queen Michelle, so I, I do I, all credit to her. Yeah, nice. You said you were lying uh, every every couple every- of seconds. Um, we saw that. I really uh, was. <laughs> we saw it the very first episode how you were so um, so happy to tell your first lie straight to someone's face. <laughs> I know. I, I realise now that I'm a psychopath and I need mental health, but. Uh, um, uh, yeah, I, well, the thing is, I was also quite upfront and honest, and I think that was my game as well. I, I uh, at times, I was completely transparent and completely uh, honest about things, and that's what made it hard for people to really understand when I was lying and when I was telling the truth. And unfortunately, which meant when I was telling the truth, which meant that I was saying, you know, I'm really into this this popcorn chicken alliance. People didn't believe me. They thought, nah, Sarah's up to something. It's too easy. I don't believe it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It was a massive balancing act. Because <laughs> you had, yeah, you said you you had sort of all these options, and it, that was sort of the, your game plan was to keep as many options open as possible. You had a sanga, yeah. you had the all girls plus PD minus Tari, you had the popcorn chicken, you, you had uh, you had Annalise, <laughs> you had four, 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 four you had it all. <laughs> so, um, at what oh, was there ever nice. a point where you were going to? Uh, pick a side, or did you pick a side with Luke yeah, and Jericho? Or was it? I always picked the. I was. Re- I really was. Um, I was loyal to um, Jericho and Luke, but I thought Luke was playing an amazing game, so I was mm. ready. Um, when the timing was right, I was. I really was ready to um, uh, flip on him, and that, that might sound bad and unloyal, but we for me, that that's pre-merge. Survivor, and you got to get yeah. them before they get you. But. Um, Unfortunately, people that, you know, in Australian Survivor, loyalty isn't dead and people do, you know, they really do trust their their alliances that they start have from the start. And so it is very hard to kind of uh, formulate new alliances that really stick because, like, you, I think you just don't want to move away from that honesty and that trustworthy relationship that has, you know, has worked so well so far. So, yeah, it's it's... 
it's tough. It's a tough one. Mm. We saw um, pre-merge you and Luke uh, sort of gunning for each other. There was one where you didn't have to vote where Petey went across and then you sort of got together and got um, Odette out. Was that sort of the point where you guys, because then you've worked together sort of since then? Yeah, so, um, yeah, because I was actually going for Odette that night because I figured that Luke was such a threat on the other side that um, I could either use him for my numbers or he'd be like an easy first vote-off. So I thought it was more valuable to keep him around and keep that relationship. But unfortunately, we never went to vote. So it was never Hmm. proved to Jericho and Luke that I was never actually going for them. But I wanted them... There was a whole master plan. I wanted them to think that I was going for them. So when Samatau watched into our tribal, they saw that the, this conflict and they, they didn't see us as working together. Otherwise, if they saw us as a united mm. tribe, then, you know, they, it, it, they we, we, we would have been picked off. But, um, but afterwards, that's just the great thing about Luke. He's unemotional like me. He gets that, he gets that it's a game. And even if, you know, I came, I was apparently coming for him, uh, one vote, he, 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 he's not, um, he's not like a Michelle and he's not going to say, well, that's it, you've burnt your bridges, yeah. no more. He um, And we did. We worked together really well and he was one of my closest alliances out there. I think he even probably respects it more if you ever crack at him. <laughs> yeah, oh, I agree. Like he loves it. He he thrives off it. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely agree with that. Um, what was sort of the plan? Say you had got the numbers, you got Michelle out. Who's who's next on the chopping block for you? Well, I, I really... For me, it was um, you know a, a visual threat. As I said, is um, is not is not a is not a threat. So I really wanted to maybe get some of those. Maybe get like oh, who would it have been? It would have been probably uh, Petey mm-hmm. next, mm-hmm. and then I would have tried to get um, Jericho because Jericho. I mean, I don't know. It's hard because I've now gone home and, and, and you know, relationships change every, every every single vote. But I do think that if I'd have stayed, uh, Jericho would have been willing to turn on Luke just because we mm, knew that we couldn't beat, beat Luke. Luke was playing an incredible game and, and it, it, it was about who you were sitting next to. And I think I could have maybe uh, brought with me Jericho forward. Oh, well, then we, like, I still could have used that Luke relationship to get there and get rid of Lockie. And mm. uh, it's, it's all about picking off the right people at the right time but you can't you don't have a crystal ball you don't know what people will do and i um i really couldn't tell you what the plan would be as i was playing very moment to moment um yeah i think that's the way to do it by yeah, the sounds of it pretty much pick off the under the radar people and and um yeah and and try keep those try keep the threats uh, the the target um, together with the numbers. Yeah, nice. And just uh, as a, I guess, a final question, Jared and Henry both sort of said they got too caught up in that long, long, long term. Um, were you thinking about who you want to sit next to at the very end? Um, I was very willing to go up against uh, a target. The only person I wasn't willing to go up against was uh, Luke because I think mm-hmm. our game was very similar. We cro- Our plans crossed over at a lot of points and I think it would have been muddy to try to argue why my game was better than Luke's. Plus, Luke is a stand-up guy. But I, mm-hmm. I would give him half a million dollars. So he was the only person I didn't want to sit next to. Anyone else, I really felt that I had played a game that... That, that could stand up against anyone and that's why I played the game that I did so that I didn't have to worry about um, you know threats and I could I could I could um, maneuver the game in the way that I did but um yeah, anyone really, except Luke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, awesome. That was uh, fantastic. I I know, a lot of people have said that you were their favorite from the very start and I think a lot of people said oh. see you go. Oh, well, I'm sad to go, but I'm also very happy to be in jury, well-fed and well-swept. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks so much, Sarah. 
Awesome. Thanks, Adam. Great to talk with you. See ya.